wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today on episode 260. I had a little delay. I, I didn't get this episode out in time on Sunday. Usually I do these on Sunday. Not like it really matters, but I visited family. Uh, I'm very estranged from most of my family, so it's not often that I hang out with family, but I have an uncle that likes to smoke weed. So I ended up getting together with my cousin Han and him and ended up being a bunch of other randos, not really randos, random family members. You can tell we're not close. I call my family members randos. The, but anyways, uh, he likes to smoke the pot. He's all about the smoking the pot now. So we're, we're smoking pot with him, ruminating on life. Um, I could tell he was kind of poking me a little bit, testing me about my personal beliefs, about the about my adamant stance against vaccine mandates, against my belief that the COVID pandemic was actually a um, concerted effort by the world's governments and the World Economic Forum and other powers that be in order to manage the economy of uh, the, the global economy and bring about something called the Great Reset, none of which is... Uh, conspiratorial. He made a little crack about like conspiracy. Conspiracy. I asked him what he did all day because he doesn't work so much anymore, and he's like, "Oh, I uh, look up conspiracy theories." You know, kind of making a joke, uh, a crack toward me. But then I was like, "Oh yeah, which sites?" <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, I love to engage. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, what do you?" But I know what he's talking about. But none of this is a conspiracy. The Great Reset is not a conspiracy. The Great Reset. Look it up. World Economic Forum. You have world leaders saying the phrase, the Great Reset, build back better. Have you heard that? In fact, the infrastructure plan for the United States under Biden was called the Build Back Better plan. Isn't it interesting that Build Back Better is a phrase that you can see um, all over the world? Canada, England, the EU, the World Economic Forum, uh, in fact, I think, came up with that slogan. It's one of theirs. Another slogan you may have heard is, you'll owe nothing and you'll be happy. These are This is a vision of the world that is being executed by our betters, the people who believe um, they know more than us, the people who have more than us, the people who want to make sure they have more as things uh, change with technology. You know, technology can be very destabilizing. The uh, wars that have been going on have been very destabilizing. You know, things are uh, can be very unstable. And one of the ways I think um, history has shown us is that these periods of uh, instability are can... Um, there's evidence to say that they were created, perhaps manufactured, perhaps orchestrated, right? But regardless of whether or not these events are orchestrated, what is undeniable is that they are taken advantage of, that the opportunity is rife, that corporations have gotten richer over the past two years. So rich. Have you gotten richer? Have you gotten as rich as the corporations? They're sure, they sure are getting rich. You know who's gotten richer and richer beyond belief? Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, all the vaccine companies. Record profits, record profits. I wonder why. 
Are you buying anything from Pfizer? Are you getting Pfizer gifts for your friends, your family? Is Christmas time, Pfizer time? Are you asking Santa for Pfizer stuff? They make more than just that one vaccine. I mean, they make a lot of other things. Do they make Prozac? No, that was Eli Lilly. Well, you know, we'll find something for you. But you know what? They weren't making record profits in 2019. Isn't that funny? And all of a sudden, 2020 comes around, and it's just, wow. But but people weren't buying Pfizer things. Where do they get all that money from, I wonder? Where did all that money come from, I wonder? Could it have been governments, states around the world, you know? Different, uh, by states, I mean, you know, just government, nation states. Could it have been the record amount of money that they raked in from governments begging for this vaccine? Could it have been the record amount of money that the United States pumped out to them under emergency authorization? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's neither here nor there, right? One of the things my uncle said, you know, was that, well... He finds it hard to believe that, you know, the scientists and doctors and everybody working on the pandemic, you know, are working towards some malicious end, you know, that they all know it's fake or that they all know it's not as bad as they say and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I think that's very naive, you know, because I was just like, you know, the whole time we had an extended conversation because he loves marijuana. He loves marijuana and he sees that, oh, wow, it's not what people said. And this is relatively much less harm than alcohol and all that stuff. And, you know, I am, of course, saying like, yeah. And so if they've been lying about this this whole time, what else do they lie about? Why would you put it past them? If they would lock you up in a cage for the rest of your life just for smoking a harmless, relatively harmless plant, what else would they do? And instead of asking those questions, of course, he, he just can't believe that people could do that. You know, so I, I was like, look, listen, we can I, I don't think there's any dispute that the drug war was immoral. Not only were they wrong, they you know, they were lying. And to what end? Profit. In the end, prisons profited, right? Police forces profited. You know, governments profited. The black market profited. Like, there's a lot of profit to be made through the criminalization of marijuana. Millions of people were involved, you know, and it's not like they all knew it was bad, you know, and maybe on some level they thought it was, but overall everybody thinks they're doing good. Everybody thinks they're doing the right thing. So I don't see how it's any different now. You know, there's a vaccine mandate that just, uh, it got passed in LA earlier this month, but now they're enforcing it, they said. Um, on the 29th, they started enforcing the vaccine mandate right? So now there are signs up everywhere at restaurants. Like if you're going to dine in, you have to show proof of vaccination. Dining in, you have to show proof of vaccination. If you want to go to a, a museum, you have to show proof of vaccination, including the Holocaust Museum that I live by. The Holocaust Museum, where I will have to show my papers, just like the Nazis asked for your papers during the Holocaust. Anyway, I guess, see, the thing is, we think we're good. We think, oh, we're good. So there's no way. Just like my uncle was like, oh, we're good. Everybody, you know, everything's seen in this simplistic, good, evil sort of thing. So then how could you commit these evil acts when you're good? But see, I don't think it's that simple. I don't believe that everything just operates on like, oh, if we're being good, then everything should be good. You know, really, there's sort of a, a results driven look at the world that I think you could employ. Right. When you look at, you know, risks uh risk versus reward costs versus benefits you know what i'm saying so if you just take the drug war what was the cost it was billions and billions of dollars lot millions of lives 
lost, right? Criminalization of people, people thrown in jail, people who died, people have been killed and died over the criminalization of, let's just stick with marijuana, right? People in jail, people's lives destroyed, people have been told outright lies, lies about medicine, about science, about medicine. All to what end? What's the end result? The end result is there are millions of people in jail. The prison system is is overcrowded with marijuana users. Um, Basically a lack of progress in scientific knowledge over studying the cannabis plant and all the cannabinoids. We're just starting to hit the tip of the iceberg on the complexity of not only cannabinoids, but the terpenes that are involved in the biochemical sort of effects of everything. And really, in the end, pharmaceutical uses, um, or at least scientific advancement, right? Just uh, there's much to be understood about the brain, I think, from studying the endocannabinoid system and how it reacts with cannabis. All that stuff. Endocannabinoid system. Don't you get it? There's receptors in your brain that are have evolved to fit perfectly with a cannabis plant. Now, is that just a coincidence? Maybe. Maybe it's a coincidence and we found the plant and we're like, wow. Or is there something more inextricably linked between ourselves, consciousness, memory, and this plant? Could that be possible? Maybe. But we never got around to studying it because we decided to criminalize it after, um, well, basically after the prohibition, prohibition of alcohol ended and all these cops didn't have jobs very easy to demonize marijuana, very easy to call it marijuana instead of cannabis and then get a lot of white workers to vote for it. Very easy to use it as the reason to arrest people in the anti-war movement who uh, you couldn't really arrest just for having anti-war sentiments. You know, you still have freedom of speech and stuff, stuff freedom of assembly. But if you create a drug war, you know, that's the commonality between all these hippies, right? Between all these people who were anti-establishment, they all seem to smoke weed. So let's get them for that. All right? So on and so forth. The equating of uh, drugs with other worse forms of morality. So you're basically taking all these people who smoke marijuana and putting them with murderers and rapists and thieves. Yeah. You're just criminalizing society over a victimless crime. Yeah, so cost-benefit analysis of that. I mean, to me, I, to me, I say the evil is not the evil in people's hearts, but the outcome. You know, that I think we can make that judgment. I don't think you have to be an evil person, uh, and then that's that only guarantees evil results, right? The road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? Isn't that uh, isn't that something? I think that is something. Uh, yeah, that, that's something that people always say, you know, people have good intentions, but that's, you know, they came up with a saying for that a long time ago for this very reason, okay? This is exactly why people say shit like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And you can see that, you know, uh, the drug war was a road paved with good intentions that led to hell for many including us now. Now we're in a state where um, you do some cocaine, you could have fentanyl and just, you could have fentanyl in it, you die, right? That's all a result of the, um, basically the the criminalization of drugs, the um, absence of any market regulation. You know, if you have a black market, then you're just kind of dealing with a criminal element. There's still demand and supply. People are still buying. People are still selling. 
you know, and I'm not one for government regulation. I'm not one for the government doing stuff. But if it's going to do anything, the one thing you could do is regulate a market that people can kill themselves in. Right. I mean, guns, that's a market. Cars, that's a market. You know, poisons, they sell poisons. They sell, po- they sell, it's not, poisons are not illegal. You could buy poisons. You could buy it. Someone old, someone has a, there's a poison supplier, they're a poison buyer. <laughs> what do you need? I, hey, it's up to you, man. I don't know. Maybe you have a pesticide business or something. I don't know. Boy, it's up to you, right? They're not outlawing poison that causes death upon ingestion, but they do have to regulate it, right? They do have to, but maybe they'll put a law on it that says, hey, you can't, uh, say that this is a drink, a delicious drink, because it's poison. Okay? I can see the government's place. I can see the state coming in and being like, I'm going to make this elite. If you do that, if you take this bottle of poison, put grape drink on it to enact some whatever eugenics program that you think you need to enact, um, it, you're, that's that should be illegal. Something, you know, the cops should come for you. You should be put in jail. You could be put in jail. Yeah, I know. I know. Hypocrite Rojan was just talking about, oh, you're putting people in jail in cages for smoking a plant. But now for selling poison, you want to <laughs> for selling poison and labeling it as, as a drink, you want to put them in cages. And you know what? Yeah, I don't think that's hypocritical. That's I think that's exactly my point. I think that exactly my point is that it's not morally equivalent. One is clearly attempted murder, okay, and the other one is smoking weed. It's not the same. Not the same at all. But anyways, you can see how these, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The road to Iraq, the road to the war on terror, paved with good intentions, right? We're fighting for freedom. We're trying to save people. They attacked us. Don't you understand? I'm proud to be an American. You know, it's, it's, it's a moment, you know. It's a moment that we all kind of felt united. We felt united in the biggest clusterfuck in military history. <laughs> That's what we all united. We got together and we we're like, we're going to go to 20 years in Afghanistan. Graveyard of empires. Let's go, everyone. We're still in Iraq. I mean, still, we're just, the war on terror is now just an amorphous, never ending perpetual state of war seems like that's getting turned inward it doesn't seem to be ending there's no end on the war that we got out of the place the first place we went to afghanistan but we're still all over iraq you know we're trying to spread into syria we're thinking about maybe going out going against iran or maybe we're gonna fight china i don't know we want to fight someone we gotta the only thing we're really good at is declaring war Uh, we're not good at winning them but we're really good at declaring them yeah, really good at declaring them. Declaring war, just like the war on COVID, we declared war, war on COVID. And how's that going? Hmm. I think the only thing that's really happened is people have gone insane. People have lost their minds. Public figures are losing their minds. Uh, I, I can't tell if it's real or not, or if you know if it's just to scare people. But I saw a clip of Jim Cramer from Mad Money advocating for the military about for the forced. Vaccination of people using the military. Yeah, that's what this is a man who makes millions of dollars on CNBC yelling about stocks. Buy, sell, yeah, stocks. You know, that he's just hitting buttons and just fucking, he's almost having a stroke. He's trying not to. He's fucking, you know, he's, I don't, I don't get why he has, 
why his opinion matters and why he shouldn't be taken off the air for saying something like, hey, we should use the military. We should use the army. We should have soldiers come to your house and force you to be vaccinated. Maybe force you to get your booster. Oh, you only had two? How long ago? Six months? You're getting a booster. Sorry, you're getting it. Here comes a big army man. to get. You know that's actually a violation of the Nuremberg Code? One of the, uh, one, there's like 10, 10 of them, I think. One of the, one of the codes from Nuremberg that uh, it has to be a medical professional who knows what they're doing, not soldiers, not someone just running in and jabbing you, you know, it's a, it, because that implies that it, the most important thing in this whole thing situation is just you getting jabbed no matter what, you know, I've heard, uh, I've heard people talk about blow darts, blow darting people, right? Just secretly just administering vaccinations on everybody, coercing them, forcing them to get it. Right. Cause it's, because if you really think about it, this disease is so deadly. This disease is so bad. You have to make people get the cure. And then, of course, we have to remember that the cure doesn't cure people. Okay? Let's just stop everything. Stop everything and just get one thing straight. The vaccine does not prevent transmission. The vaccine does not prevent transmission. The vaccine does not prevent transmission. So that means if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, if you're in a group setting, it doesn't matter. You could both spread COVID. You could both catch COVID. You could both the, the, I guess what they're saying is if you're vaccinated, you won't get as sick. Great. Okay. There's no way of knowing that. You know how you can also not get as sick by not being fat by not being old, by not being unhealthy, by not having cancer, by generally being healthy. Generally, if you are healthy, you also won't get as sick as someone who is unhealthy. However, now we, with the vaccine uh, mandate and forcing people to get vaccinated, including children, we're seeing things like, you know, heart disease happening, people just collapsing, a lot of heart, a lot of weird climate change related heart disease happening. <laughs> that's, that's what people are, that's what the news is saying. It's like, yeah, you see these people just collapsing, having heart attacks. Must be that wacky climate change, huh? Must be that weird. You know what it is? White supremacy. It, the white supremacy is causing people to have heart. It's so poisonous that it gets into your blood and poisons your heart and you just collapse and people are just collapsing and dying. People are having inflammation of the heart. Myocarditis from because of white supremacy you know it's ever it's everywhere white supremacy is everywhere we're never going to get rid of it and it kills you it kills you um it's just coincidental you got your third or fourth booster and then your heart got inflamed i mean that's just a coincidence it's really the racism and the climate change, climate change too. Climate change, uh, racist climate change, climate race change, whatever. It's just that's why, not because of the thing, the other thing, the other thing that has been shown to cause myocarditis in kids. It's not because of that. It's because of something totally unrelated, totally unrelated. You notice that, um, you know, this Omicron variant. Omicron during Hanukkah, Omicronica. Happy Omicronica. It's also, you know, the Omicronicles of Narnia, Omicronicles of Riddick, 
Omicron Chronicles of Dis Dick. All right. <laughs> the Omicron variant. Well, see, they come out with a new variant. Isn't that interesting? The timing is very interesting. Right before um, the Omicron variant, South Africa had said to Pfizer, no, thank you. We don't need more vaccines. We're doing okay without it because we're case rate is really low africa has a very low case rate and doesn't actually need vaccines doesn't want vaccines they say and pfizer is fuming how do we get these goddamn africans to start you know taking the jab how do we jab these africans right next thing you know omicron omicron variant omicron uh, omicron and then the lady in south africa the lady doctor who discovered the south african omicron variant said hey this is actually milder than the delta variant more transmissible, more maybe more transmissible, but milder. Milder. Hello, milder, milder. But of course, everybody's like, Omicron, Omicron. They're running, Omicron, Omicron, my God. Okay, it's milder. Now, this is what happens with viruses. I mean, I feel like I've been ranting and raving about this for the past year. Like, viruses tend to mutate to become more transmissible and less deadly so that they can propagate more. They can be spread. And that is a natural course of viruses. So basically, we've been watching a virus in real time evolve to be less and less deadly, except with every variation that's less and less deadly, we freak out more and more. We get more scared over less deadly things. I mean, the Omicron variant drops. I fucking walk around. There's people wearing masks again. Vaccine mandates coming up at the same time. Everybody's like uh, acting like, you know, However, of course, Omicron variant has been detected in people who were vaccinated. So then why make everyone take the vaccine? The vaccine doesn't stop spread. So what's the point in making everybody get it? It's not stopping the spread. What's, then why do it? The Omicron variant came from vaccinated people. So there are new variants coming from vaccinated people. So whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, it seems that you have the possibility to spread it. Except with the vaccine, it seems like you have the possibility to spread new variants. It doesn't seem to be coming from unvaccinated people. People are saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Meanwhile, vaccinated people are spreading it. If you have vaccine mandates in place and make sure everybody in a building is vaccinated, What? why? What's the point of that? The point is to make sure you stop the spread, right? That's the point. The point isn't to make sure not everybody has a serious illness because then what you could do is mandate health passports. You could be like, if you're healthy, come in, you know, because you're not going to get us sick either. So if you're healthy, only if you have a, a BMI of this and only if you could run the mile under 10 minutes, you know, that's those are the only people we're going to let. <laughs> we're only letting people in who can run the mile in, t- in less than 10 minutes. Okay, so you're going to have 10 minutes to run a mile. You have a course set up for you. If you can finish, then you can come in. All right. Why not that? So it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. And it has nothing to do with stopping the spread. So then what's the point of it? Point of it seems to be to just make sure everybody gets it, to force everyone to get it. And by forcing everyone to get it, someone's making a buttload of money, right? Someone's making a lot of money. Pfizer, cha-ching, record profits this year. I don't know. seems like kind of a money grab to me. I mean, if I was Pfizer... I'd be like, this is pretty slick. This is pretty smart. I mean, we don't we don't even have liability. 
We don't even have, like, no one can sue us. All these people getting heart attacks and stuff. No one, no one can sue us. No one can sue us. And of course, if you want evidence that the vaccines are causing harm, what you really need is a control group. I mean, control group of people who haven't been taking the vaccine to see if the they've been getting as sick as the people who have been. And what better way to remove any implication of wrongdoing than eliminating the control group? Let's just get rid of the control group, right? Let's just get rid of it. We don't have to Let's get rid of it. We don't need that. Let's get rid of it. I don't know. Omicron. Omicron. I mean, it just... You know, I was really, uh, really affected by this video I, I saw. You know, I've talked about this, I'm sure, a couple times. It's this, uh, it's a video about uh, mass psychosis, you know, common elements, uh, sort of looking at things like the witch burning, uh, the sort of witch burning uh, psychosis of like, what is that, the 1600s, 1700s, all over Europe and North America. They're just burning ladies, burning sassy ladies it's really what it was it's sort of like lesbians probably just sassy just horny ladies i don't know just a lot of just sassy broads they just burn the shit out of them they're like ah burn the shit out of them just burn them burn them all uh a lot of places would just run out of women to burn you know and to come up with warlocks and like yeah i would go after gay guys you know whatever they go after (laughs) effeminate guys femboys soy boys interior designers, hairdressers, you know what I mean? They start burning them too. Um, just happens. You know, another time of mass delusion was um, the 20th century totalitarian sort of regimes, the fall into totalitarianism of communism and fascism, millions dying, millions of people being sent to gulags, millions of people doing completely ridiculous, evil things, really. Evil things because they... We're just following orders. They're just following orders. They just thought they were doing the right thing. They love their country. They love their state. They love the party. Whatever it is, you know, they're doing it out of love. Love for their fellow man. Yeah. Putting them in boxes, little boxes, and torturing them for years, you know, just because they love them. That's just humanity. That's just us. That's just what we do. So we undergo these periods of mass psychosis. And uh, one of the things about that video is that, you know, the way the state, the authorities can maintain this state, this fear uh, in the population is something called waves of terror. Waves of terror where they'll be like, scary, and then I'll calm down for a bit, and it'll be scary again, and calm down, and scary. And you really think about this in terms of like, um, the war on terror is a great example, right? Remember, they'd have like the threat levels and stuff they'd have the like it's orange today <laughs> they just go to why remember they had, never green never got a green day never it's on the fucking thing it seemed to be a reachable goal never was green they always had you and they get you to calm it yellow and then be like Rah, ah, you know and i think uh you could see the same thing going on now the lockdown stuff it's like everything was getting better we're heading right into the holidays we're heading into the but of course the winter time is seasonal respiratory illness time so you see yourself we see a little spike in cases going up despite all the vaccination programs and what do we do what do we say we say there's a new variant new variant everybody uh we got freak out freak out panic lock it down lock it down you're staying home you're not working you're not working your kids shoot the kids up with these drugs we got drugs for kids put masks on them tie them up Tie them up. 
force your kids. Do you know what? Lie. Lie about your kid's age. Get them vaccinated. Yeah, sacrifice your kids to the altar. Yeah, to the altar of Pfizer. Yeah, let them take it. Take your children. Yes, that's the ultimate sacrifice. Just like God said to Abraham, sacrifice your firstborn child, Isaac. Sacrifice him right there, okay? And people are doing it. People are putting them, putting their little Isaacs right in the doctor's office, taking it, and then right as the jab is coming, does the hand of God stop them? No. Hand of God does not stop. You know, Abraham was, that knife was coming down on Isaac. That knife was coming down. And God was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was just, I, was, I wasn't serious, dude. I was just I was just seeing if you do it. I didn't know. I didn't think you'd really, really do it. Jesus Christ. You're fucking, you're going to kill your kid? But now, God is nowhere to be found, at least not in vaccination clinics. God does not seem to be stopping people from willingly putting their children uh, on a pedestal to sacrifice to Big Pharma. Sacrificing their kids for Pfizer, Moderna, for the profits, extra profits, you know, because you the kids can't buy stuff. Kids don't have money. Kids can't buy stuff. You but you fucking mandate. You mandate something for the kids. You mandate. You say they can't go to school unless they have. Then, of course, then the government has to just buy pallets and pallets of jabs. More jabs for the kids. Jab the fuck out of the kids. It's more but ching. That's more money. And is it bad for kids? We don't know. We don't know. No, we don't know. It's the only honest thing to say is that we don't know. Maybe I'm not, you know, uh, we're seeing evidence that there's myocarditis. Uh, who knows what evidence there may be on the female reproductive system. I've heard reports of uh, people having uh, menstruation problems, heavy flows, light flows. I don't know. Out of whack, in whack, people synchronizing to vaccinated women. I don't know. I've heard crazy things. I don't know anything about it, but I'm sure we're going to find out. It's completely ridiculous to say that we do know for sure one way or the other that it is bad or that it is good that children are getting vaccinated the thing is that we don't know and the whole underlying reason to vaccinate the children is what is what the children have not really been dying from covid at all in fact something like five six hundred kids since this thing started have died very Few, more children have died in car accidents. More children have died from drowning. More children have died. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not something that's killing kids. So then, and we've already established it doesn't stop transmission because the only other thing I could think of to justify this is to say, well, they could spread it to grandma or they could spread it so we vaccinate them so they don't spread. But the thing is the vaccine doesn't stop transmission. So then why are we vaccinating the children? Why are, why are we vaccinating children? We, and when you vaccinate them, there's, it's very possible that they could perhaps create new variants. So now you have all these kids jacked up on vaccines, creating all kinds of crazy variants. And that's good? That's what you want? Wouldn't it be better for them to just use their natural immunity? The thing you're not allowed to say, natural immunity? Why aren't we allowed to talk about natural immunity? Because you can't sell it. It's not patent. You can't patent natural immunity. You can't sell them by the pallets to government. You can't. That's why they hate it. That's just like why they hate marijuana. Okay? Because you can't patent marijuana. It's just a plant. And they can't figure out their science, the fucking science nerds or whatever, can't figure out how to turn this plant and its harmless activity when you smoke it with its combination of cannabinoids. They can't figure out for the life of them how to isolate these cannabinoids and turn that into a pharmaceutical drug. Every time they do it, 
you get stuff like uh what that that um it's like case k2 and uh i forgot it was making a moral panic a couple years ago because people were smoking and going nuts you know it it messes with it's poisonous it ends up becoming addictive it ends up causing mental damage it ends up causing you know it uh, these um synthetic cannabinoids that they come up with they just don't they can't get it right why is that perhaps because man is not as good as nature man is not better than nature man can't not play god man cannot play god he will fail the attempts of man to play god always end in failure it's really the lesson of the tower of babel the whole point of the tower of babel was that um the world of man united ended up speaking one language and created erecting a giant tower to touch heaven and then thought themselves gods so then god himself came decided to scatter all of it tower of omicron Tower of Omicron? Is that what we're called? Tower of Omicron. <sighs> Omicron. All right. Um, you know, I, I listen. I never would have thought that the United States of America would fall prey to totalitarianism such as this. They want to um, force medical procedures on people. Force medical a medical procedure that doesn't make any sense. A medical procedure that just p- puts money in the pockets of corporations. They want to restrict everything. They want to stop the way you make money. They want to take away your cash. They want to take away your assets. They want to tax you before you even have capital gains. Do you understand? I mean, some people might be fine with it. Some people have nothing. Some people are like, hey, whatever, let's let it all burn down. We don't care. Who cares? Who cares, right? But I don't know, man. Sometimes I used to be that way. I used to be pretty nihilistic. I used to feel like, well, it's all just got to be destroyed, right? It's all just, yeah. But does it? I mean, no matter what, I think there is a time of upheaval coming. Cyclical thing, you know, that whole fourth turning thing, the whole Kali Yuga, the whole like just we're in a cycle of, uh, you know, bad times are coming. Bad times are coming. You know, it's the whole... uh what is it? It's uh, hard times make good men. Good men make good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. It's just a cycle. We're in the weak men to hard times. Not quite at the hard times yet, but we're getting there. We're almost there. I don't know. Something's going to happen, right? Something's going to... Listen, we just have no idea what's going to happen, but something will. And then things will change. And there may be lots of chaos. And that's just life. You know, a lot of life. The boomers are very lucky in that the majority of their life was post one of these cycles. So they kind of rode off. They're like, yeah, they got to, you know, for me, I'm uh, like an exillennial or whatever. So I'm kind of, I guess the majority of my life will be see, watching the tail. The middle part of my life will be watching incredible upheaval. So will I come out of it? as an old man um, in a good place in the new world, in the, whatever this new paradigm is. Will will I? I don't know. That's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm stacking Bitcoin. That's one of the reasons, you know, that's why I see a paradigm shift coming. It could be the end of the fiat system. could be the end of the American empire. Yeah, but I mean, it could be. I don't know. But I feel like on the other end of it, um, I better not be holding dollars. You know what I mean? I don't know how good that'll be. I better be holding some sats, some satoshis, 
right? In order to get through it. Um, you know, while all this stuff, the Omicron variant dropped and then Bitcoin, uh, quote unquote, crashed or had a, it's, come on. If you've been in uh, Bitcoin long enough, and I haven't actually been in it long enough, just the amount of, I've only been in it since 2020, really been in it. I bought some way back in the day, but I wasn't in it. I didn't know what it was. It wasn't until last year really really went in stepped in it right um and even during that time i've seen the volatility going crazy so you know you just hold it hold it hold it um so yeah whatever the price right now is at 56 is kind of playing with 56 is it going to go down is it going to go back up to 64 it's in this range of like 56 to uh 60 can't break out of that 60 whatever but all of these are just meaningless numbers see that's all part of the paradigm shift. We're um, ingrained with fiat thinking. We're ingrained with the metric uh, of the dollar. Everything is priced in dollars. Stability is seen as the dollar to us. Meanwhile, this past year, they printed 25% of all the dollars that ever exist. Uh, now, the dollars in supply, they've increased the money supply by 25%. And then they're like, there's no inflation. There's no inflation, even though the definition of inflation is the debasement of the money supply by creating more uh that's not what we did at all but we did do that so we it's not happening it's just transitory and now we're like you know what it's not transitory there's inflation sorry guys okay great so coming through all of that do you see yourself holding dollars do you see any do you see you know what i mean even land like holding land do you you eat that land could get confiscated yeah i don't really see the benefit of tying everything you have to land when there could be great upheaval. There could be a, you know what I mean? Anything could happen. Ownership is just tenuous. Ownership of land is tenuous based on some contract you have with the current state. But at any time that state could decide it's our land. It's not your land. It's our land now. Eminent domain. Even in times of peace, you got eminent domain. They could decide we're going to build a railroad here. We're going to build a something here, a prison or whatever. So it's ours now. We're going to pay you off. At whatever, 60 cents on the dollar for whatever, whatever the fuck. Just get out of here. There's nothing you can do. What are you going to do? Shoot them? You can't shoot them. They'll shoot you. You can't. You, they own the monopoly on violence. They have the ultimate say-so on the legality of your claim of ownership to the land. I mean, is that really what you want to be holding when as the paradigm shifts? I don't know. It's, I, I personally don't want to be holding anything possibly physical except maybe a gun. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the only thing I'm stacking, I am stacking sets. I'm stacking ammo. You know, I have just useful things. I've, I'm stacking, uh, I'm trying to stack Bitcoin miners, right? Just useful hardware. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. Material possessions come and go. This world as we know it will come and go. Not necessarily like it's going to end. It, this isn't even a climate change. Like climate, I don't, I'm starting not to believe in it. So there. Well, I don't know. The same people who fucking ran the numbers on COVID are the same ones did climate. I don't know. I don't trust these guys anymore. They don't seem to be uh, looking out for me. They don't seem to be looking out for you. They seem to be looking out for themselves and whoever it is they work for. So I don't know. Unless they give me a job, I guess you know. I guess I'll be like, yeah, climate change is real, everyone. You gotta really stop using gasoline. Yeah, that's that's good. That's what you should do. Um, the best thing to do when energy is getting scarce is to have less of it. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much money they could pay me to do that, but I don't know. I guess if they paid me in Bitcoin, maybe. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I mean, that's the one thing is like, if you get paid in Bitcoin, or how corruptible are you? Bitcoin itself is not corruptible, but could you corrupt people with Bitcoin? Of course, because it's money. Of course you could. Anyways, <laughs> listen, um, I don't see anything to be afraid of. I mean, I feel like the worst, the worst point of all of this was at the beginning. The worst version of this, this disease was at the beginning. The disease is only getting milder and milder. The worst part of all of this, as the, the disease gets milder and milder, is that the totalitarianism, the dictatorship, the forceful nature of the government is getting worse and worse. Governments all around the world. Look at Australia. They have the full-on prison camps, concentration camps. There are people like escaping, and then they put the whole country on lockdown. And they're like, "Oh, these people escaped. They weren't. They didn't even have COVID. Three guys escaped. Now we got to get out there and find them, track them down. Got to search every. It's like fucking um, Anne Frank. You got to start hiding people who are unvaccinated and stuff. It's ridiculous. They're erecting fences in Germany, separating the vaccinated from the unvaccinated in grocery stores. Germany, you didn't learn any. You haven't learned anything." Germany, Austria too. Austria decided to lock down the unvaccinated. You, you, yeah, you, you're doing this again, again. They're doing this again. All right, okay. Uh, I guess we're we're just gonna go down this whole rabbit hole again, going down the rabbit hole of genocide again. This is what we have to do. We've got to genocide some people again. But who's it gonna be? The the sick, the vaccinated, the unvaccinated. Who are you gonna? It could be anyone at this point. You just take a wheel and spin it. Who is going to be genocide? <laughs> just spin it. I don't know. A lot of people are hoping for white man. I'm telling you, a lot of people are, I'm telling you right now, that's just the sentiment out in the street. A lot of, a lot of, I'm hearing a lot of calls for white genocide. I'm hearing also a lot of white people saying that they are committing white genocide, just but just only by coming here, them. Um, and when we fuck them, they don't turn white. I don't know. Um uh, probably a problem i don't know is that a problem is that a problem <laughs> genocide's a problem i don't think fucking crossbreeding is necessarily yeah you have hybrid vigor vig and that's right hard r vigor hmm. okay um well listen i so this is my whole thing is that don't be afraid there's nothing to be afraid of what you should be is mad angry angry at the overreach of the government angry at your fellow man for helping them and I think it should also be illuminating. I, for one, see how these mass psychosis events in the, in the past happened. I can see how Nazis came about. I can see how Stalin's form of communism, that totalitarianism kind, you know. I can see how Pol Pot ended up massacring all those people. He said, you know, you got to get rid of the intellectuals so everyone with glasses got to go and then fucking killed them all. I could see how that happened. I could see how the Hutus and the... God, the Tutsis, how did they start started killing him? How did they start rounding him up and hacking him with machetes? I could see that. I could see how in Srebrenica or whatever, wherever that is, in the Balkans, where they found all those uh, Muslims in mass graves or committing genocide against Muslims. I could see that. I could see why. I could see. I you just peep, it, This is what happens. I could see how you convince the entire world to just lock up people for life in a cage for smoking a plant. I could see that. I could see that. I could see how you convince people to start injecting children with an in, in experimental vaccine for a disease that doesn't even affect them. Just for what? 
to claim goodness, to be, say, you're moral, sacrifice your child on the altar of Pfizer, right? Like a little Gabraham. All right. <laughs> Gabraham. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Uh, let's see. I got a show coming up. I'm not going to be on the show. I will be at the show. I'll be helping produce it. It's a show I'm producing at the Burbank VFW. That's the Veteran of Foreign Wars. It's a very nice space. Very nice people. They fought for our country, fought for our freedom to say bad words on stage. December 8th, 8 o'clock, Burbank VFW. Got a great show. Wonderful lineup. I'll be there. I'm going to be just helping out with the show. I'd love to see somebody out there. That would be great if you came. Um, also, you know, follow me on Twitter, at RojanCam. Go to my website, Rojan.cam. And all around, thank you very much for listening. And I hope you have a great day. And um, don't, let, don't let the bastards get you. Don't let them get you. Yeah, everything, everything is actually okay. We're doing okay. And I'm thankful for that. I hope you are too.